And a reminder, the first 30 minutes of this podcast are available on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Google, and many of the major platforms. The full podcast is available at www.patreon.com forward slash SRB Media. SRB Media. Good evening, Gary. Good evening, TC. Good, good evening, everybody. Good evening, TC. Welcome all to our weekly podcast. Terry Curran's Curran View with the Island of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran. Steady away. What kind of week you had, mate? Steady away, just like you just said. Sheffield Wednesday, top of the league. The owls are flying. Some great games of football tonight. I don't know if you're by a TV screen. Bolton Wanderers are playing against Accrington Stanley to play Plymouth Argyle in the, was it the Papa John's final, which used to be the auto windscreen, which used to be the Leyland Daff, which is a competition for third and fourth uh, division teams in old money. England Lionesses are playing against Belgium. I'm currently watching that. Manchester City are away in Leipzig. So there's a lot of football going on as we're talking. But what magic moments have you sourced for us from games that you've watched, TC? I give in, Gabby. I really do. Go on. I mean, when you pick one out, you're doing uh, disrespect to some of the others. But at when least we're mentioning these magic moments. I mean, I was going to pinch yours today. What and make you, I wouldn't say nothing to you. I thought, well, I'm going to pinch yours because it was a great goal. But then I saw Junior's goal last night against Liverpool. Mm. And I thought, I'm going to have to leave that. And then the, there's the one for... Uh, Italian guy, was it uh, Leonardo? Not Leonardo, I forget his name now, but uh, Napoli against um, Kaiserslautern. That was another great goal. But I'm going for Junior. You know, this kid is. Did they play Frankfurt or Kaiserslautern? uh, Frankfurt, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say. I didn't see much last night apart from the Liverpool game. Um, But this boy is absolutely turning it on now for uh, Real Madrid. I mean, I did fancy Liverpool last night, you know. Um, mm. I went to the up, but was looking strong. But within 10 15 minutes, you know, Barcelona, Real Madrid turned it round and Liverpool just collapsed, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, after what 14 minutes, I think it was when they scored the second goal. The I mean, the second goal's an absolutely bad goal, isn't it? Same as oh, Liverpool's second goal, it's a bad 100%. goal, but it pans. But, it pans into the Real Madrid crowd and they're absolutely shell-shocked. They can't believe they're 2-0 down against Liverpool. But then Real Madrid really come to life. And I like that Vinicius uh, Junior. Junior. I think he's a fantastic footballer. We've mentioned him an awful lot on the podcast. He He's like... Um, I think Alan he's Maximum. Superstar, isn't he? Yeah, Alan St. Maximum. And the Adama Traora, but with a brain and with football ability. A natural football brain. Yeah, and has got absolutely everything that you would want from a winger in old money. He plays yeah. in a, in, in, on the left of, of a three, but he is absolutely fantastic. And I think and when I'm Trent's up against him, it's difficult. Because, I mean, yeah. two years ago, 18 months ago, I said to you he's going to be a superstar. Yeah, he did. Whatever happened to him? I mean, I'm not putting it down to the school meals and all that. Some, something radically wrong went 
there's something went wrong with him, whether it, you know, he did a, a low spell, but he's absolutely turned it round and he's absolutely on fire for Manchester United. Can we also say that um, Rashford has been carrying an injury? He hasn't been fully fit. He's been playing when he hasn't been fully fit. And I think we've seen the consequences of him not being fully fit. And now he is fully fit. And he's able then to go into areas that he couldn't before. And he's got the confidence to finish it off where he couldn't finish off a fish supper last year. And what what I will say to finish that off, yeah. he's not just playing in that outside left, coming in and shooting. He's, he's having that freedom to roam, isn't it? Yes, he is. And that's, you know, that's taking the shackles off him. I think when you put all of that into consideration and also what Udi and I always harp on about on our podcasts, My Life, My Music and Alan Hudson's American Dream. And by the way, uh, part six of the American Dream is out now, is about management and how important a good manager is. And I know too, we've been doing this now. This is our 147th current view and 146 that we've done together the importance of a manager how the manager allows you to go out and play the game that you wish to play i mean i understand why they they have to have a bit of discipline in there yeah right but the players understand that are good great players understand that mm. but you've got when you've got players like that like junior uh, and rashford these types of players, Maximus, you've got to allow them to express themselves and yes. say to other players, look, he will, they will make a slight mistake, but be aware of it. But he can win, these can win as a game. Yeah. They can win as a match. And you want those type of match winners in your team, Gary. You really do. You do, because if you haven't got the match winners in your team, you're not going to win the matches. When they're on fire and they're flying, you're going to win matches because in that final third, they explode, they make things happen, and they produce magic moments. On top of that, you know, when they have the ball, people always double up on them. Of course they do. So it gives them them that little free space they're trying to achieve in games. Because as you know now, defensive-wise, regardless of what people think, they are more organised. You know, uh, and they get everyone behind the ball, and it's very difficult to break, choose how good or bad they are. You know, what they are capable of is closing space down these average teams. You know, but when you have those types of players playing at the top of the peak, you know, and giving them freedom to play, it does bring people out of position. And I think that when you have pace up front, as well, yes. what, it, what it makes Massive. teams do 100%. is defend deeper. So it does give you a little bit more space in midfield. And if you pass the ball quick enough, if you've got players with good feet, take players on, draw players out. When when teams are doubling up, you are creating a little bit of space. And, and when you play against those sides that just come out and defend so vehemently, it's so important to move the ball with pace and purpose. But as you're saying, with uh, with pace and purpose, when you've got players like that, it's just invaluable, isn't it? Yeah, and what what you was on about moving the ball uh, quick quicker and having pace in your team. What I was saying is that uh, Manchester City, what that the little blip they've had, they haven't been moving the ball yeah. 
uh, quick enough. Whether it's the, the players or whether it's because of uh, teams being more defensive-minded and, and closing the space down even more tighter for them uh, to try and break down. But this last couple of games, especially against Arsenal and what I, what I saw again at the weekend, you know, I mean, the Forest, they should have battered Forest, really. Yeah. They should have been five or six. But Forest hung in there and got a result, which is a great result for Forest. Absolutely. You know, and I'm pleased for them because obviously I don't want to see Forest uh, get relegated. Absolutely. So, and, and again, sometimes you just don't get that rub of the green. And no matter how many chances that you create, how many shots that you have towards goal, sometimes it just doesn't see the back of the net. And, and i got to say, Jack Grealish, since he's been playing for Manchester City, he must be the most unluckiest player that I've seen so far this season because the amount of shots that he's had that have been blocked, I think, blimey, that could only really happen to Jack. And he is really finding... I think he's finding his feet now. He's finding more confidence. They've the settled in a lot yeah. more, haven't they? Yeah, 100%. And on top of that, the, 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 the players have respected him a, a little bit more now. And, all. and that's another plus for him, you yeah. know. But the team is playing well again and it, it feels... I would imagine when uh, Sterling were there, it, it, they were chopping and changing. Now he feels more confident. Having said that, I mean, Foden was, has been playing out there. But Foden's a better midfield player, central midfield player, than a wide, wide left midfield player. 100%. And again, I just think Man City needs to do a little bit more fine-tuning. There are players and they've got the squad to take on all comers in all competitions. And really, when you look at City and they do bring players off the bench onto the field of play, they don't look any weaker. I mean, they are a tremendous side. And, and I think that they would give any international side a real good game. And well, probably, when you, look you could at argue, would can... win the World Cup. What's, what's the strongest yeah. tournament? The latest World Club Cup that they're going to create or the World Cup as a national international uh, competition? I'd go for the club sides. Listen, Gabby... I'm losing all respect for football mm. because all they're doing is taking it away from the working class man. Of course they are. You know, this this uh, they're setting something up here, what they're going to drop on, uh, and people won't be able to stop it. I guarantee you. I've said to you, there's something not right here with all this. Mm. You know, um, we're losing our identity. The countries are losing the identity. You know, with football. Look, I want foreigners to come into this country and play football. I want us, us to be able to go and play in other people's countries. Mm. You know, but indeed, better if you have the champions from your countries. Hundred percent playing the elite of the other countries. Hundred percent. I I don't think there was anything wrong with the Cup Winners Cup, the UEFA Cup, and the uh, European Cup. I don't get the Champions League. I like to watch the Champions League and the elite teams. And I, the like elite players. I don't like yeah. to watch the knockout rounds. No, but, I, but, but I, I just think that it should all be knockout. I don't like the group stages. I think that you're in a competition. like Even the World Cup shouldn't be a, a group stage, should it? No, I just think it should be knockout. I think you, you're playing against a team. You get drawn against that team. You get the look of the draw, as you say, in old money. And, yeah. you know, Forrest, when they first went into the European Cup, when they won the league, their, their first game was against Liverpool. I know they yeah. were dreaming about and going everybody to... everybody thought they were going to be knocked out. Of course they did, because Liverpool were defending European champions. But, you know, again, it was the luck of the draw. Forrest beat Liverpool. Liverpool are out. It just happens that way. And I think that 
all the leagues should, you know, I think it's be... a more, like you said, it's a more exciting competition that way. Yeah, definitely. You should have your own national league that, that we have and we've always played in and have a, a, a knockout competition. And if you get drawn against a really good side, I, I don't like all this seeding. I think this seeding is absolutely rubbish. And uh, I think it should all be on merit. You pick out, you get drawn against whoever, you play home and away, knockout, get on with it. And that would stop all this fixture congestion that they keep moaning about. But they do it because it's all about the money. And it's, you know, it, it really does grind my gears. But there you go. We're not going to change it to. Uh, Ward Prowse's free kick against Chelsea. He's got the highest conversion rate since he started taking free kicks in 2013. What a tremendous exponent of the dead ball, isn't he? Ward Prowse. Absolutely. We're free kicks concerned. Yes. Yeah. to no one, is he, really? Yeah, I think he's absolutely He scored more brilliant. free kicks than any other, other player, I think. I think in certainly in modern times... Well, uh, in the Premier League, I think he has. Yeah, I think in modern times... is he? Did I see that he was one behind David Beckham now? But what they never give you, and it's, it's never a balanced debate... <laughs> But no, going back to it, it is difficult as a forward when you're going to play for another club, certainly in another country. Goal scorers are judged on their goal scoring ability, whereas, you know, defenders and, and midfield players aren't. And, and I think a lack of confidence comes into play with goal scorers. Yeah, it does. And uh, it's funny because, like you say, for these last couple of seasons, uh, Chelsea have uh, struggled for scoring goals, haven't they? Yeah, they, they have. Yeah, and and you you can't say too much what a defensive-minded coach because you know they play some good football at times yeah. under. I mean, when he played Manchester City, were more cautious. I get, I'll get that. I do get that, mm. but um, other than that, he's always had a team what's tried to win games, hasn't it? So. Whether Potter's the man for the job, I don't know. I'd like to see him do well. I would like to see him do well because I want to see an English coach do well. Yeah. You know, not because of anything. I just want to see an English coach, you know, being amongst the elite coaches in the world. Absolutely. But and Yeah, but there's something not right. No, and absolutely. And winning the Premier League because the last um, English manager to win... The... Well, no one's, no, no one's won the Premier League. No, the last one to win the uh, the top flight in uh, in England. That was Wilkins in 92. Yes, it's incredible. But no one's it? won it. But what I'm trying to say is, you know, football, like you have always said, Football didn't start with the Premier League. No, not but at all. But been an English manager won the Premier League. No. No. Which and is let's, shocking. He's let's, shocking. Let's hope that Just Graham... Just in our country. I know. Let's hope that Graham Potter or an English manager can win the league uh, soon. So we will... Um, we won't hold our breath, but we will watch and uh, hopefully one of these days the, uh, the English manager will come good and good luck to... Uh, to young Potter because he's taking like... an unbelievable amount of stick and he I is. really hope he succeeds because I've enjoyed if he gets through this, If he gets through this and he turns it round then you know he's got a chance of being a league manager Absolutely but, I mean I'd like to see Newcastle win the League uh, league Cup this weekend yep, so same it, you know it gives um, not because I want Man United to get beat because it gives an English manager uh, a chance to win something and you know and push on Absolutely. But what happens if he loses the League Cup uh, and, they, and they drop out of the top four? Well, again, they're all, they're all yeah. going screaming mad that he's having a great season. Mm-hmm. So far, so so good. 
Yes. You know, but if he wins, no, they'll be on his back like he took the bricks. Absolutely. And, and you know, he's got a group of players, and we've said this many times on the podcast, a lot of these players are the same players that played under either Benitez or Steve Bruce. He's coached them. He's made them look better. Newcastle United, as you said, if you've alluded to, they're in the top four. They've got to the League Cup final. You know, he's done a fantastic job. But you look at these big spending sides and, and clubs with state-owned uh, backing, they're going to want the elite manager. And if the player, if the manager doesn't deliver success, they're going to look elsewhere and bring in, in their opinion, a top-flight manager, an elite manager to do the job. And where Go. does it leave managers like Eddie Howe? So good luck to Eddie. We hope Go. that you deliver. Those type of uh, uh, football club owners... Yeah. Only see one thing success. Absolutely. 100%. So they won't they won't mess around. No hundred percent. But isn't it a joy to watch Newcastle play attacking yes. attractive football? Yeah. To what we've seen under Benitez and Steve Bruce. And doesn't it just prove that them players it can, be done. can play that way? All they need to do is be given that license to roam, that license to just go out, express yourself and play, because we know you can play, just go and do it. And you look at management, again, it's all down to management, and I'm hearing that West Ham, if they get rid of David Moyes, they're looking at bringing in Benitez, and you just couldn't make it up. I don't well, know listen, where that's a big, That'd be the biggest joke in absolutely, football. Absolutely. But on top of that, on top of that, you know, people say you can't do this and you can't do that because you don't have money, you don't have this, and you this type of club and that type of club. Yeah. I will advise anyone what's listening to this, right? Go and watch Burnley play football. Yeah. I watched them last night, mm. uh, and how they kept the ball. They were brilliant again last night, Burnley. Yeah. It, it, what he's done, yeah, this has changed a lot of players. But the young, the, the, what are the youngest teams in that league? Yeah, they are. Yeah. You know, and they're playing football, but other teams can't get the ball from. And I hate to say this, yes, it looks like Manchester City, but it's very difficult to follow a Clough. It's very difficult to follow a Revy. It's very difficult to follow a Shankly or a Guardiola. You can learn from those managers, but you've got to stamp your authority on the game. Yeah. And when I look at it, when I'm looking at Burnley, company is stamping his authority and is producing a type of football. Yes, you can compare it to Manchester City, looking at it, the way how they play. But this is this is company's team, not Guardiola's team. Not Guardiola was coaching it, it's company's. And I tell you what, they are playing some fabulous football. And he's going to be the next. He's, he's going to be the next one of the elite managers, in, young, young managers. Absolutely. And um, um, again, when we're looking at Burnley, we had Sean Dyche manager of Burnley, oh, I can't get this club to play the way that I would like to play football because I haven't got the budget, I haven't got the players. Got the players? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Vincent Company is blowing your argument out the water. You can make any team play football, be on the front foot, make them attractive to watch. Fulham have done that under Marco Silva. Brentford have done it. Brighton have done it. It is absolutely possible. Don't listen to the idiots because they will have you convinced that unless you can match um, a team pound for pound in terms of spending, you've got to get men behind the ball and you can't go toe-to-toe because you'll get smashed. Absolute load of rubbish comes from idiots that know nothing about the great game. Dan Kemp's free kick for Hartley Paul. What a left-footed strike. 
I, I, I didn't see it. I did not see that at all. Superb. At Nunez, was his name Nunez who scored for Norwich City? I briefly looked oh, at yes, that earlier. Yes. Oh, my days. Yeah. What a strike. I mean, I know it's against my team, yeah. but I don't yeah. care who it's against. What yeah, a strike. Exactly. But if, they, if, if somebody plays my team, yeah. they play the better football, it's it's unbelievable. You know, when when that when when they play the better football, and you like you said, the goal itself was... That's what I'm saying. How can you pick a, a goal, a magic moment out when there's that many magic moments... Absolutely, Tony. I also want to just give a mention before we move on to Book Corner to Aston Villa versus Arsenal. What a tremendous game. I know Arsenal ran out winners at 4-2, but at 2-2, had Leon Bailey put the ball in the back of the net instead of hitting the crossbar. Villa probably would have won out, run out 3-2 winners. And then in the dying moments, Martinez goes up from a corner the ball mm-hmm. breaks and uh, Martinelli puts it in, and and the scoreline really does flatter doesn't, No, he doesn't just. He doesn't just. Because to be honest, Villa did play play quite well. I watched that game. And what but a just goal before from you go, Coutinho. oh, brilliant! I mean, that was going to be my goal at uh, magic moment at weekend. That absolutely. Until I until I saw that junior goal last night. And then, but just before you, just before yeah. you go into book corner, I listened to Sam Allardyce and uh, and Tim uh, Sherwood. Today, and Sam Allardyce was turning around and saying, "But they see the brainwashing of a generation with it all." Yeah. When he turns around and he, Sam Allardyce turns around and says, "They have these um, uh, director footballs come in with players, and not even good enough, and they're expecting you to improve and make them, make them better players." Sam Allardyce and Tim Sherwood should be made to go and watch Burnley because mm. what he's done at Burnley, the way how they play football, that's a coach's job is to improve players. Correct. Not to say they're not good enough, improve them. Mm. And then if they're not good enough, if you can't improve them, then I'll accept that. Absolutely. You look at Marcelo, Marcelo Bielsa, he coming at Leeds United, what did he do? He improved the team. He took them up. Okay, they, they got rid of him, but um, improved them because of his skill at, as but a again, coach. What I will say, I would pretty much say in part as Guardiola, his problem is he wants to... Do it with the players he's got. Yeah. If you're going to win trophies, you've got to go in and um, make uh, improve the team. Yeah. And and it, what he wouldn't do is buy uh, the elite players to go and win major trophies. Mm. Now we're talking about players. Okay. Well, look what he was done to that uh, Amaron. Yeah, Steve Bruce couldn't go in team. Rafael Benitez couldn't go in team. No. He's playing out his skin. He's scoring goals on the Eddie Howe. Yeah, but when you look at Almiron, I've watched him before and I thought, you know what, there's a player inside of you. You look at uh, St Maximum, OK, under Steve Bruce, <clears throat> you know, he did play him and he did have some fantastic games. But you must look as a coach, you must look at a player and think, there's a player inside of you, I've got to bring that out. But when you're playing in a negative way that Bruce did and Benitez did, you're not going to bring out the best in more attack-minded football players. Brilliant assessment, that. But there's one other thing to it. Because what they look at, what they look at is not only what you've just said. They look at can I rely on that player, Absolutely. and because he's that, he's that one what does the unpredictable thing, yeah. which can win, create a goal, can win a game, make defenders win your championships, right? Yep. You know they look at that type of player, pull him off, pull him out, and you can see with the body language when they're walking off, can't you? Yeah, you can do. Yeah. You know and you think well that that that's that's not 
Seven colours of shit out of him. Absolutely. Sorry for my language. No, absolutely too. And that's why I hope that all these managers like that, A, A don't get clubs to manage, or B, when they do, uh, don't succeed. Because I want managers that are bright, managers that get... Where do we go, Mike? Uh, Mike, Gabby. Yeah. Where do we go? Nathan Jones, not English, Welsh, mm. gets the sack. Um, who's the other kid that got the sack? Queen's Park Rangers, English guy, Critchley. Critchley, yeah. Yeah, mm. gets the sack. Mm. David Moyes, have you just uh, hit up on? We're trying to get rid of him. Right? Where Where do we go from here with our coaches? Because it, 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 it's looking more and more, though they're going to be looking for foreign coaches in in the Premier League, I'll guarantee you, that's, what, that's what's going to happen next. I think it's inevitable when there's foreign now, owners. The, by the way, it's the own, it's, part of it's their own fault because yeah. they, won't, they won't coach outside the box. They won't take a risk. They won't take a chance, you know. Mm. So part of it is their own fault, you know. He's, he's going to burn, and like I've just said two minutes ago, they look a different team. You said they, they said that you can't do it. <clears throat> I'll never forget all the experts when they turned around and said, uh, David uh, Louis, not David Louis, David Silver. Yeah. That will never make it in the Premier League. And same players, same uh, pundits, and media telling me what a marvelous career he's had in the Premier League. You know, you saw, you see, when you're talking about it, like they, they always, they're the ones what say talks cheap. Yeah. I thought they always say that talks cheap, mm. but it's them who do all the talking, and never get it right. You know, you wonder why they don't get it right as managers, but they don't get it right as pundits. Absolutely, and people listen to them and uh, think that because their job is a pundit and they're educating the public, they listen to the narrative that they're driving forward. And uh, I've always said this, in football, we've listened to the wrong people. And, you know, practice makes perfect, but when you keep replicating the same mistakes, it doesn't make it better. But, you know, that's the way football is. And um, hopefully with these, the influx of coaches like we've identified, the game will be the better for it. They'll come off at half-time. And they'll go straight to the whiteboard, yeah. right? Yeah. And put and put the little magnets on there. Yeah. And they're telling players to do this and do that. And it's easy to say that on there. Mm. What a manager's got to do is a look at a football field and look at the mistakes a player is doing, recurring all the time. Yeah. Then he's got to get somebody what can do better than that if he cannot improve that player. Mm. Right. So the, then the public look at that and say, I can understand why I can't the players. Well, hang on a bit. Anybody could put a, you know, little magnets to, to, to a whiteboard, yeah. right, and move them around, and, and it looks fascinating, doesn't it? Well, it does to people who just want to look at magnets on a board, yeah? Yeah, but, 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 but listen, I've watched Mike and see, I can see what he's talking about. Well, try and do it on a football field. If the player's not good enough, yeah. well, who picks that player? That same manager. Mm-hmm. I you mean, know, so for me, all people, I look at... People get brainwashed with certain things in yeah, life. Yeah, they do. I, I look at it, you've got three thirds in the pitch. Let's try and keep it in either the middle third or their third. When you get the ball, try and find your own player. Let's pass and move, and let's try and get the ball between them goals. It ain't rocket science. We've been I've doing it for some... hundreds of years, and I can't believe how they're trying <clears> to complicate The elite teams have been doing the same, and the elite teams always say it's the same teams what keep winning. Yep. 
I wrote something what Brentcliffe always says to us. If you can't control the ball, young man, you can't look after it. And if you can't look after the ball, you can't look after the game. Yep. Simple. Exactly, yeah. Simple. Absolutely. So a manager, a manager should be able to look. Gabby's first touch is sublime. And you know when you've got that, that gives you time. Absolutely. That's an education for him, that. Yeah. That Tiny gives you time. first touch. Because you know if you touch your dot right, it's like you're making a tattle on your next touch. Of course you are, yeah. But you can't listen. You, they, listen to, they listen to people because they're on television or week in, week, day in, day out, week in, week out. Right? And then you get something like me, oh, I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm telling you what's wrong. I'm yeah. explaining to you what's wrong with the game. Mm. Not, not ticking the boxes just to keep a job. Absolutely, TC, and that's what we want to listen to. People, footballers that are played at the highest level, that don't tick boxes, say it as they see it, and we can learn. You've educated me. Udi's educated me as well. And uh, we move on to Book Corner in association with myfootballbooks.com. And uh, young Andy has educated me in terms of the amount of football books that he promotes. And we will be doing part 11 of our uh, Football Book Corner next week. So watch this space, guys. You can go on to our Patreon site, all the W's, uh, patreon.com forward slash SRB Media. Or in terms of the Book Corner, which they're all free podcasts, just go on to Spotify or any of your outlets and listen to Andy talking about books. Uh, the first one that he's gave us this week, he always recommends a book. It's Duncan Edwards, An Intimate Portrait of Manchester United's Lost Genius by Wayne Barton. And he always I've, seen me... that, I've seen that advertised on um, I believe it's just Twitter. come out. Yeah, I yeah, believe it's seen just it on come Twitter, out. Little clips of thing, and on this I didn't day... know if it was an old book or a, or a new one. But... No, this is a new one. There's been various books on Duncan Edwards, but Wayne's <coughs> written this one and it's just come out. And 